bottom of the smash mountain i would like to thank my patron supporters over at patreon.com slash bsm pod for continuing to support me and what i'm doing and as actually kind of cool because well we didn't talk about this but this is wait turn this way this is someone who is actually a supporter of patreon.com slash bsm pod neil is a is a supporter for a little while now and very appreciative of that when i was at pound it was crazy you were running the pools that my friend drew was in it was just mm-hmm. like you were said i'm neil and i'm going i've seen that name extremely recently where have i seen it before and i felt awful that i didn't recognize your name <laughs> right away but we got to catch up a little bit there at pound and I obviously wanted to have you on pretty soon after that. So I'm very appreciative of you joining me now. I hope that you are having a good evening so far. How's it going with you, Neil? Um, yeah, it's going well. It was fun, uh, seeing you at pound and talking a little bit. Um, that was a fun pool to TO as well. Um, there was mango in there and also, uh, professor Peen. I think your friends did pretty well. Uh, lots of fun sets at Pound to watch in person too. Yes, you're right. Uh, Drew was in my pool with IBDW and it was Professor Peen who was in Mango's pool and they actually did end up playing on stream. That was really fun. But no, it's like Mango casually walks up to you and is like, where do they want me? And you're like, yeah, they're going to have you on stream. Of course. Of course, you're going to have Mango on stream. This is fun. And it's the three of us. And that's when I asked Mango for a picture because, I mean, I'm not going to not ask for one. I won't (laughs) ask for a picture in the future. I've gotten the one. I'm good. I don't need to, like, repeat the process. Maybe next time I'll tell them that I actually have a bit of a podcast thing going on. You know, come on. (laughs) (laughs) That's step two, long time from now. But really, really cool, right? I I was, I know that the Baltimore Weekly that you TO is still somewhat new, only did its 10th iteration as as of right now. So Mm -hmm. we'll definitely want to talk about that. But I wanted to hear about how you got into Melee first, since I do enjoy hearing origin stories. Yeah, of course. Um, I have a pretty unoriginal origin story, I guess. I'm definitely a doc kid. I'm pretty much maybe like a year late doc kid. Um, There are some friends of mine in the high school I went to who, uh, through conversations, it's it's like they're pretty good at Smash. I was like, ah, you know, how good can you be? I can beat level 9 CPUs sort of thing. Um, but they showed me competitive smash. They showed me the doc, watched the doc. Um, I think it'd be around eight years ago. Now the first tournament I remember watching, um, I didn't watch it live, but it was right after I watched the doc. It was the first tournament that was out on VODs on YouTube was MLG 2014, which was a great tournament to start with. It was like PPMD and then the, the newer like Hacks and Leffen were all there. Um, but after that, I continued to play with them throughout, I guess it would be junior, senior year, high school, and into college um, down in Williamsburg, Virginia, uh, the alma mater of Lod um, and some other great MDVA players. 
I was lucky enough to to get in there and played some melee for four years there, and now I'm up in Baltimore, and I'm I am uh, started up Tion here, and it's been great. Lots of welcoming people in the MDVA melee scene. So. Yeah, so Virginia is just a humongous state. I think that people who are not familiar with East Coast, they hear MDVA and they go, well, I guess both of those states must be fairly small for them to be sort of smushed together. But really, I feel like MDVA refers to the northern half of Virginia, Fairfax and Alexandria, D.C. Like We're talking about those kind of places, but what would you say is the MDVA region as you know it? Yeah, it's very segmented. Um, the the biggest conglomerate of high level players are definitely in the northern Virginia, southern Maryland area, you know, the DC suburb because there's just the most, you know, populous area of the region and then it's pretty wealthy as well, so you get a lot more people who know about competitive gaming there and like there are venues like the Cave Gaming, like gaming lounge sorts of spaces. Um but there are lots of other regions up in Baltimore. I've been surprised how many people are here that just don't make the drive out to Xanadu, which is fair. I mean, driving's annoying, but there's a lot of people here in the city, and I think in in uh, northern Maryland and into Delaware as well. But Virginia is huge. Um, I, down in Williamsburg, got to see a lot more of the Virginia scene. There's the Richmond scene, which is pretty big. Milkman's been there for a while and Red um, and a, a lot of other great, great players. Um, and then there's Southern Virginia, which no, you call Northern Virginia Nova and then Southern Virginia Sova. Um, I don't know why. I guess it's a little catchy, but they, they're, they're a great scene. They definitely were on the grind when I was in college. They had um, Bizim and a puff player love who's changed his tag a few times i don't know what it's now but they they were improving really fast i think they both won uh mdba arcadians so it was a it was a cool place to be in but you really don't get to see people in western virginia too much because they're honestly closer to kentucky like <laughs> yeah, yeah the region is pretty divided and you're not you're not going to be able to make nine hour car rides to pretend like you're in the same region all the time <laughs> also west virginia is bordering ohio right so like reasonably speaking not that you would get up to northeastern ohio i know there's events up there like rubes day but there are there's got to be stuff in like southern ohio the stuff melee stuff that's happening although i, I say that now i actually don't know what the truth is there yeah i'd assume ohio's big too i i've never made it out to a West Virginia tournament myself, but I know they have a pretty consistent scene and at least one of the colleges there. So it's big, but um, I've been lucky enough to go to a lot of the different regions. So Speaking, shout outs to, to I'm just curious I've... about your perspective on there. There was, so the doc kids stuff, there mm -hmm. was a lot of melee happening in schools and colleges and I don't know because I never went to college about what 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 it was like. So I'm interested in your perspective about where you feel it is now based on what you hear versus what you knew it was back when you were actually going to when you were actually in college. So I, I almost wonder if 
there seems to be a sort of a sentiment that I see every once in a while that Melee is not as popular in schools, but I don't know because I do see not flourishing. What's the right word? I do see locals that are happening in, in schools even still that, you know, that draw the people that are there, they show up. No, I think it has, it's definitely evolved and changed a fair bit throughout um, the the years. I think definitely the dock was a huge explosion. Um, I think being a little later to it, and I was just, um, I missed um, Arjun Erlad on his way out, and he kind of founded the the current version of the William & Mary Smash Club, and did a lot to advertise it. So there was a big boom there just because the doc, a lot of top players, and I think they were getting like consistent 20s, 30s at some of some bigger events. Um, just Are you still there? Because your your camera disappeared, but I think you're still on the call. And now as I'm speaking and you're not responding presently. And now my computer is starting to do interesting things. And I think I know what's happening. I think my internet is giving out presently. Doing that thing where it the router just totally goes dark. This yes, apparently the Discord logo is applied. Bill says that I have network access. Try Top Gun, Maverick Star, Valkyrie's daughter says washing his. Not loading. There you are. We are having connection issues. Also, Val Kilmer is still. Fun fact: Val Kilmer. <laughs> Why do I know these things? Ugh. Val Kilmer was. I guess you could say one of the main characters from the movie Willow, which came out. Oh, I want to say late 80s, early 90s, Steven Spielberg film, if I recall correct. Oh, hey, oh, you're back. Are we back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Sorry that, that I'm going to go ahead and blame myself on that one because I think my router gave out. It does that every once in a while. It just hasn't done it during a recording before, believe it or not. <laughs> no problem. That's unlucky. It do be that way sometimes. But I think we're I think we're all the way back. I was just getting into a tangent about Val Kilmer because that was the person who came up on the home screen of <laughs> Microsoft Edge. They have like a whole home screen that just blasts you with stuff. And I said, Oh, if this screen's still up, am I really having network issues? So I clicked on the article and it would not come up. I said, Okay, well <laughs> that then. I'm sorry that you were cut off midstream there talking about how you came in after Laud was gone, but mm. that at the by the time he left, it was 
more or less a flourishing flourishing tournament scene where you went to school. so what, yeah. what do you know what it's like right now i'm just curious about because the pandemic and also mm-hmm. you have slippy and of course if you can do that i think a lot of people need like an extra reason to go to stuff uh wheat talks about it all the time for the waiting for game podcast by melee that shout out you need an extra reason to go to stuff since they melee from home quite easily yeah no i think yeah when i came in it was big and then it's it started to dwindle as that sort of um i mean smash is great name recognition but i don't think it was there for everyone coming in they would try ultimate first and it's you know you can convert people but um ultimate was doing a lot better when i was running the club um and I think now it's still a little less than in the heydays, but clubs in bigger universities and around cities, are, I'm sure, are still doing well. But I do think there will be a boom from Slippy just because I think it's brought a lot of people back into the game and discoverability has been has been really good just because it, it provides this... Um, it really lowers the bar um, of entry and let, lets people practice and get competitive without, you know, having to go out or having to spend a lot of money getting a, a disc or something like that. So I think I think college scenes will resurge. I think a lot of them are still doing well. And I, I don't, I honestly, for a college, I don't think Slippy is going to be the biggest competition. I think since you're in a walking distance from where the tournament's going to be held and you're your dorm internet is probably really bad. You're probably going to prefer to to play a tournament than to play Slippy. But um, I do think, you know, the Slippy competition with locals is an interesting topic. I think locals are going to do fine, but I think it's a little too early to say since some people, you know, we're still having to deal with COVID and all all that sort of thing. So I don't think everything's back in full force as it will be eventually. But it, the big thing for me in terms of outside of school locals, so seven one seven melee is a great example of this because we are struggling to find a venue right now to actually have the local. But when we were doing it in towards the end of twenty twenty one, we would have an average of eight people, and these are all people who are okay. So we have a couple of college students from Millersville University, which is one of the bigger schools in Lancaster County. But we would also just have at least half or more of the people being out of school, people like me or people who've already graduated college or university and are just now big time chilling in the workforce or unemployment. You get it. And Mm -hmm. I felt like what mattered a lot for us was just player saturation because we have maybe like, I would say somewhere in about 20 to 30 active people on our discord for the region mm-hmm. of 717 on the, on the 717 melee discord. And I say that loosely, you've been in the server, you know, that it's not super active, but sure. we, we have people who are around, but they have to travel such and such a distance. A few of them actually travel from outside of Lancaster County. So 30, 40 plus miles away just to come out to the local when we were having it. And that's cool. But I felt like if we had more players, period, some of them can miss out on this weekend or 
next weekend, but the people that would show up would be at least eight entrants or at least 12. So I felt like we need to like evangelize melee in Lancaster County, go to Millersville and take over the ultimate tournament bracket space and say, we're going to run a melee tournament today. Gamers, they would all go, Oh, that's the old one. But win one or two of them over, hopefully, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But right now that's, we're still in the looking for a venue stage and, it might be that I'm going to actually possibly, possibly help run an online sort of like a bi-weekly or something to that effect. I don't know mm-hmm. yet, but the TO, Jay Bobison and I have been talking because I'm like, I feel like we should start doing something because it's going to get close to a year soon since we've actually done anything. So yeah. I'd love to help out. I just need to figure out what it looks like. So yeah, no. No commitments, but I guess for anyone who's listening from 717, continue to stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great that you're helping out with that. And it, it's definitely tough um, in terms of attendance, just running any sort of event. I think um, no matter the quality that you run it at, the biggest reason people won't come is just, you know, week to week there are conflicts, like things come up in life. So no matter the pool of people you have, you're always going to miss out on at least like, a third to you know maybe a half of them like even if they're motivated to come um things can come up and it's good to you know run it consistently and maybe bi-weekly give people opportunities to do you know those other things and schedule around it but no matter what you know it's it's hard to pull the whole region out to any sort of thing um so yeah hopefully you can convert some of those ultimate players uh i I think, you know, college is a great place to do it just because everyone will be in this, that same space and there's lots of free time. But it is, you know, so there's some adverse reaction to switching to Melee, I'm sure. It's a, it's a diff- different game, no doubt. So I'm interested in hearing about what led you to want to help out with TOing because I think I've I've started to suspect that more than just a 1% of Melee players end up becoming TOs. I think it might be slightly bigger. Still <laughs> vastly outnumbered by the average entrant, the average Melee player. Half of them don't even realize what a TO is based off of the interactions <laughs> that I see online. But I'm interested in hearing about how you went from playing the game to starting to help out with making a bracket happen. Or, you know, you, you didn't immediately go from doing what you're doing now, starting at the beginning, you didn't say, okay, and now I'm doing that. It, there's a, there's an evolution there. Yeah, for sure. Um, starting up, I would just definitely just be going, you know, to my friend's house playing there. And then we'd go to the cave sometimes on Mondays. And it was cool to be in that tournament environment. Um, kind of a brutal bracket. I would almost always go to or want to, uh, Still probably would if I went to the cave today. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoyed that space. And then going into, you know, Smash at college at William & Mary, I was probably around that time, you know, the most passionate about competition and improving and just playing the game. Um, so I, I wanted to be involved. I wanted to keep the club alive. So I did a lot of, you know, 
the the lifting of the CRTs and the organizing. I, I was trying to help out pretty much as soon as I got there. And then that, that kind of continued, you know. I was definitely <laughs> carrying CRTs from freshman year all the way to senior year. By, by senior year, the club had bought a little cart that we took on elevators, so that was nice to not go <laughs> two flights of stairs with CRTs. But uh. um, I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed creating the space, um, you know, getting there, like, early, setting up all the TVs where I wanted them. And, like, it's kind of, like, uh, fun to, you know, to optimize that sort of thing and to just learn little things to improve TOing. Even even those locals were probably like um you know twelve people on a good day a lot of times. Um but you got to you know create a space um and ha kinda be in control of you know that three hours or whatever. And it it was rewarding um there and then going on in life this this tournament in baltimore i was kind of just missing that um i'm i'm a graduate student here in baltimore at johns hopkins and the melee club here is pretty much dead there's two guys that play melee on campus that i know of but most of them most of the people in the area are like college alums or a little older so in since I, I didn't want to do it on campus and they were pretty strict, you couldn't reserve campus space. I just kind of um, started emailing around to to venues I looked up. And the first one <laughs> I emailed um, was a, like a board game D&D sort of bar place, which is very cool. Um, it's No Land Beyond. You should check it out if you're into magic or anything like that and you're near Baltimore. But they got back to me immediately um, and were excited about it, and it's a great space. So that kind of just fell into my lap. Um, it, I, looking for venues for bigger monthly sort of tournaments, I definitely, it's been hard. Um, but that was very easy, and then I, I just kind of got to scratch that itch, and it, it, it's it's been fun. It's been very tiring, again, moving TVs and stuff, but it's, I don't know, it's it's just satisfying when it's all over to to know that like that experience was there and it wouldn't have been there without you which i guess is kind of egotistical way to look at it but it's true so <laughs> well when you think about the average daily footprint of the things you do and especially for you neil you're not really big on the internet as far as i can tell very tricky it's like where is <laughs> on the twitter there are a lot of yeah. meals and so i'm just uh ah. so I'm basically trying to say that if you if you run a tournament and you feel like you did a good job what's the problem because you you've you've done something that can create a memory that somebody carries for the rest of their life or at the very least someone could look back on all the tournament experiences that they had collectively and realize I am a better player or a better person because that space was there right so you're you're doing you're doing awesome things. I'm just so incredibly jealous that all you had to do was just send out a couple of emails. We've done yeah. that. We even did like a there there was one venue that Jesse, who Jay Bobson, we share the same name, but Jesse spells his name with an I, which is weird. But mm -hmm. so he, weird. he 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 told the whole Discord, yo, 
There's this venue really trying to get in. I think if we all email this email and say how cool it would be to have tournaments there that they would let us in and we did that and it still didn't work (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i have no advice for you (laughs) Uh, unfortunately i don't have any experience uh convincing venues but sounds hard i would say the other reason why is because jesse wants to try to try to make sure to enforce masks and everything else like that in lancaster county is it depends on who you ask, but I would say the majority of Lancaster says masks. What? Yeah. I mean, we're we're beyond that, right? That's what they <laughs> most of most of them would tell you. So it it do be that way sometimes. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Okay. So more you questions. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about now that you are doing the weekly. I think. No, I I know you had invited me to the. I think it was maybe the first or second monthly. And you were talking mm-hmm. about the challenge of finding bigger spaces. I guess if you're trying to do a monthly as well as well as a weekly, do you just look at it as building one thing on top of another? Like, why did you decide to also try to run a slightly bigger tournament to try to get more people into Baltimore? I guess. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm trying. I guess one of one of the the most fun things I think personally in my experience about TOing is like <laughs> the planning side of things. Like I really like to see a space and think about running a tournament there and like doing the branding, like making a logo for it and just like planning it out in my mind. The day of is kind of stressful for me a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the stream <laughs> won't be working and I have to, you know, put someone in bracket who's 10 minutes late, that sort of thing can can be exhausting, but I, I really enjoy like, you know, fantasizing about a major I'm going to run or something. And I, the, the weekly has been great and it's a, a really cool space, but it's, it's probably, I could probably cap it out. I think I have it set to be capped at like 32, but somewhere around there, maybe a little less even would be the max I could have in that space. And, uh, I I wanted to do something a little bigger um, just because it, it's fun to have, you know, higher level competition, more people, and just to create that bigger space for more people to meet each other. And the weekly I'm running is on Thursdays, so a lot of people that I'm reaching out to while advertising, you know, they have commitments every Thursday or, you know, they work and the drive to Baltimore can be pretty riddled with traffic going around DC. So they're not going to make it out on a Thursday, but if I can hold a monthly on a Saturday, I can, I can advertise to a a, a much broader pool of people since they don't have as many commitments and they could, you know, drive to get there at one or whenever singles will start. Um, So yeah, getting that event space, um, I, I ended up doing it, at John Hopkins campus once they reopened to club events. Um, but yeah, to find a bigger event space, if, if you're looking for something um, free, which is obviously ideal, you're, you're very limited to like universities or maybe if you have a, a church connection or something. Um, but besides that, you're looking at event spaces that are marketed as event spaces are like, you know, <laughs> generally things that are used as wedding venues or something like that. And they cost thousands of dollars to rent in a day. Other, you, you have to get creative to get around using those sort of spaces. Um, 
but yeah, for the monthly, I was able to get a big um, space at the university, and I hope to keep running those. It, it ran very well. It was the first one. Um, Bones came out and won, so that was cool. Didn't didn't have. I guess he did drop a game to the brig, so he had some competition, but it was a pretty clean win for him. But um, yeah, I, I I hope to to kind of just build up my rep as a TO here in Baltimore and run good events, and then hopefully um, do a regional eventually would be the goal. Um, get people to drive out from a little further away and do um, probably one big one day event. I don't think I'd ever want to run anything two days. I'd have to get, you know, a lot of other people involved to feel comfortable doing that, but it'd be, it'd be really cool to run a regional here in this area. Um, and just, you know, it's fun to think about, you know, can I do it? What would it be like? That sort of thing. So that kind of keeps me going. I'm, I am interested in about like, okay, so Jane Dollar just ran Creed, Philly's first regional in a really long time and had 84 entrants. So, you know, really, really awesome to see Jersey and Philly come out. I think maybe, oh yeah, yeah. Toussaint was down there. So that would also be New York City and New York in general. So that's really, really cool. For Baltimore, you could still get New Jersey, Delaware, and and uh, even New York City people who, who want to go crazy and then yeah. have a little bit more access to MDVA. I think Baltimore, it, it, it's sort of like Philly where it hasn't had a historically strong scene, but I would have told you two years ago that New York City didn't necessarily have a strong scene either. They had weeklies and events that would happen, but they never had anything that felt like even a regional. It would just be all weeklies and monthlies. And I'm not saying that to diss anyone, by the way. Okay, mm -hmm. settle down. I just think about why are we having all these big majors and super majors out in the out in the West, out in California and everything else like that? Look, I get it. There's a lot of good players there, but East Coast has a lot of good players too. And yeah. it's funny, sure. the discourse nowadays is, yes, the East Coast is the best coast. We have like the the most grinders out on this side of the country, blah, blah, blah. But where are our big events? So thankfully, stuff like Pound, Shine, SmashCon, and then hopefully something that comes out of Philly like Creed, something that might come out of Baltimore someday. But I'm sure that Gene Dalla, who had a lot of help for Creed, I mean, the shout-out thread, mm -hmm. yeah, a lot of people that helped out with making that event happen and getting a space, all that is there's so much to go into that so for you you're still a few a few levels back but when yes. you look at an event like creed do you wish you were there right now or do you feel comfortable about like what your current trajectory is oh i definitely feel comfortable where i am now i i attended creed it was great um there were there were a few other mdva guys there that made the drive for me it was like an hour and a half so yeah philly very central um baltimore also you know pretty north up in MDVA, so you're right. It could definitely bridge the gap for a lot of regions, which is a great thing about the East Coast is, you know, a lot a lot of these cities are just, you know, within three hours away on 95, so um, definitely no reason people can't make it out um, to these bigger events, and you should try to do so to support um, TOs like Gene Dalla. Um, but, yeah, that was a great event. I'm I'm definitely... You know, I just did the first monthly, and you know, I, I am always, 
hungry to do more, but I think I'll want to do more of those. And, and do well, that yeah, I, and... no, I'm sure you would have to do monthlies for, I don't want to like trajectory for you, but I thought there's <laughs> probably like a year's worth of those to do before you can start to plan a regional. I mean, part of it involves finding a space that is going to work with you and that you have results to back you up, not just saying, well, I've ran one of these before and we had we had 24 entrants and they go 24. Wow. That's uh, (laughs) yeah. You can really average out the, the venue fee to (laughs) like $200 a person uh, to pay for it. Yeah. No. Yeah. It'll definitely take a bit um, before I can do anything bigger, but um, yeah, I'm definitely happy where I am now. I'm, I'm trying new things uh, and trying to work with, you know, I still am having a little stream problems, so hopefully the next next few monthlies will have a, a good stream. And then I'm also I'm getting a I'm I've put USBs um, through the Nintendo version of or was it the Slippy version of Nintendo? I guess you can record all the Slippy data from um, a, a whole a full session onto right. an external mm-hmm. drive. Yeah. So I've been tra- I've been doing that. I I still have all the the files that I need to sort out, but I, I have them all recorded from my last few tournaments. And I'm going to put them up on some shared Google Drive or something like that. So I think that um, is a is you know it's it's an incentive. It's just little things that you can add to your tournament to get people motivated to come out to it. Um, running amateur brackets has been a lot of fun, and I think it enhances the experience for for newer players. So just little optimizations are always fun to do along the way. When you hear Ryobeat on Radio Melee being asked about how to run good tournaments in NYC and Ryobeat is just going on and on and on about all the different things that you can do and all the different things that Ryobeat does. And I just feel like Ryobeat is somehow five people in one person, given the output that (laughs) he seems to make on a regular basis. So shout outs to Ryobeat, shout outs to NYC Melee, but... It's it's a long list. I, even even to the point of saying when we see a new person, when I see a new person, I make sure that people go up to that new person and ask to play games, make them feel welcome, ask them to join the Discord, ask them to follow the Twitter. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Ravi's got like a, a welcome convoy for all the new people that show up. And I I know that doesn't happen day one, but like that's where that like Ryobeat is sort of also another person that you can look to on this side of the, on this side of the country, at least where you go, you can see there's obviously a lot of steps in between where Robbie is and where somebody like you are is you get it. But mm-hmm. I'm just curious, aside from slippy files or trying to have amateur brackets, like you were talking about when it's just 12 people, are you trying to like, what are you trying to do to make sure everybody feels like, this is cool. I want to come back to this tournament next week where there will probably be 12 or less people competing in super smash brothers melee. To be fair, I haven't got under 16 yet. It's been around 20 to 18, but it's like, yeah, it's not huge. Um, Okay. uh, So you've had more than 12. Where did 12 (laughs) come from? Did I say 12 or did you say 12? 12 was probably William and Mary. It was pretty, Okay, okay, yes, that's where it came from. Let's go Baltimore. Let's go 20 people. (laughs) That's cool. Showing up. And I've been really impressed that I think 
I've counted up now, and there's like more than a hundred unique entrants in, in, in my tournament. Over ten mm, different tournaments. Well. So there's yeah, there's a broad pool of people coming out. But yeah, it's been it's been really great. I I don't know. I've been listening to your podcast, obviously, and then Radio Melee, and just I'm a com- consumer of melee content, and I think there's just been like a surge of of this uh, TO conversation, and it's been fun to just soak it in and to hear everyone say shout-outs to TOs all the time, you know, keeps me going. But uh, it's just been a lot of great advice, and I yeah, I don't know how Ryby do it, does it. I think one of the, the biggest things um, I've taken from all, all that information is, you know, you need, <laughs> you need, you need people to help you out because um, I, I, I say hi to people. I try to have a little small talk with new, the newer people, especially. But if they're coming in and paying, and then it's you know ten minutes to the tournament, and I'm the one seating and you know trying to get the stream to work and that sort of thing, it's like I I can't <laughs> I can't uh, I don't have physically time to to have a full conversation with them, and I do feel bad about that. But I I've been getting other people. Um, Petito comes out and brings a lot of TVs. He's been running brackets for me, and that's been very helpful. But yeah, in terms of things I'm looking to do um, to make people's experience better um, at my local, I, I've done this from the start, but it's something I think should be ran at, at every local. Um, and it's a way to get competitive sets to always be best of five, no matter what round of bracket they're played in. Because it's hosted at a bar, but it's a weekday, so it is on, on a time crunch. They do their last call around 9.30 or so and want me out by 10.30, so I, I can't make the whole bracket best of five. I would like to, but I don't. But what I do is a, it's a format called Flex, um, like Flex best of three slash best of five, um, and that format works that is if you play it like a best of three and if it's a 2-0 you go and you report it as a 2-0 to the to but if it goes to one and one it becomes a best of five so that that player who uh who won the game two to make it one and one they still get one ban so each player in the set will get one ban total but after that there's no bans and it's a best of five and it, it it's really fun to see you know these rounds one sets where it's you know like the eighth and ninth seed i guess that'd probably be round two but in in a normal bracket that'd probably be a two out of three at a local um and that will often go to best of five and it's you know you also get to see like the 15th seed versus the 12th seed go to best of five and round one losers um so that's been fun people seem receptive to that i i picked that up i think someone told me that bones invented that rule set but i think um juice box told me that or it, w- it was something that came up in college but i i've really liked it and i i've been running with that and yeah other things i can do I, i'm i'm always trying to think of more to do i i <laughs> the last suggestion i'm thinking of doing in my last monthly was Rybeat said you know uh free food will always get people to come so i'll probably advertise pizza that i can i can just buy with people's venue fee or something i don't know <laughs> i mean i I've like was already wanting to go down to a monthly whenever it 
next half is actually do you have a date for the next monthly that you're trying to run down there i have to coordinate um with the school to see if the space is open in the summer but it'll probably be the middle of uh what's the next month june right june yep yeah probably around the late teens noted but free food i mean free food that's always nice <laughs> that is always always nice i think the the last big component is that like social media stuff and i know you're trying to get the stream to work so i'm sure you'll want to have that all nailed down but then the next thing is like getting people to like talk about the fact that they're there and mm-hmm. have the the at baltimore melee which you can follow right now on twitter have that putting out at least a few things if if only a top eight bracket the top eight bracket picture everybody loves that mm-hmm. because you like seeing your name up there and be like i got fifth place this is so, so cool haven't placed that high ever that kind of deal yeah no exactly um hearing ryby talk about that was also very intimidating i felt uh called out because he said like don't don't use twitter to just post the smash gg and then the top eight graphic which is all i had on my twitter at the time (laughs) (laughs) for the tournament but i'm pretty new to twitter i this this twitter i made for the the weekly is the first Twitter I've ever really had, and I've just like spam followed all all the Smash people in the region I know, and uh, spe- seeing Smash Discord discourse on there a little bit has been interesting. Definitely can see how it would be a time sink, but I'm trying to use it just to advertise when I can. Um, but yeah, I, I his advice to like you know not just po- post the bare bones um, bracket link that sort of thing but to give it like some sort of personality and to get the players there to post it. It is pretty intimidating to me. Um, for the monthly, I tried to post some more varied advertising, but I, I, I will try in the future to, to get more on top of it um, and like record things and take pictures at the venue, that sort of thing, um, I'm sure, to show the space. You just need a social experience. media person who likes posting <laughs> all the time anyway. Just get them to do it, you know? And I, I really liked Ryobeat's point of saying, you don't have to do it all yourself. Like, have yeah. people just put it out on whatever platform they're using. I'm here. I'm having a good time. Like, that that means a lot as well. I thought that was interesting because I would have said before listening to that Ryobeat Radio Melee podcast recording in particular... You just want to make sure that the that the NorCal Melee Twitter handle or the Baltimore Melee month weekly, the Baltimore Melee weekly tag is is doing something. It has to do something. Mm-hmm. What that is, whatever. Just just have it do something. But Ryby's like, it's got to be specific, <laughs> and it can't just be Smash GG. Sorry, Start GG, and the topic <laughs> right. bracket. Right. But you were talking about seeing discourse on the Twitter. Yes, it's super fun. I waste a lot of time on Twitter. That's definitely something that I I actually don't feel bad about just yet because when I see something that I go, oh, uh, like I just, I talk about it with Hada and then I feel better after that. Sure. Uh, for the, what's happening in Melee, our recordings with uh, Hey Hada. Shout outs to mm. that, by the way. Yeah, no, those have been great. little digest of the week um definitely much appreciated it, it's so much that goes on i i mostly just spam follow people and then 
muted them because I didn't. It was overwhelming, the feed of things coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, people also, I mean, this is this is take city because of the limited characters. You have to say what you want to say, and you just got to say it. You can't provide context. And if there's something that I love, perhaps more than anything, is providing context to things. So mm. I'm not often throwing out my opinion because I go, well, I have a podcast, so I can just talk about it as much as I want to. And for the people who really want to know, they'll come and find it. So it works right. two ways. Like I'm not exposing myself to all the anime profile pick people. <laughs> They're, they, they will never, ever listen to the podcast. So right. I don't have to deal with their, <laughs> I don't have to deal with their blowback. And then I can add context to stuff. Wow. What? Yeah. But no, yet I just love, I just love seeing other people's takes. I don't know. I'm so weird with, with that, but at the risk of sounding at the risk of sounding like too like meta e or however you want to mm -hmm. phrase it like how did you originally find my podcast in particular just because it's the it's the uh, uh, probably the least like visible podcast out of all the melee ones that are out there yeah for sure no i i appreciate that question because that's something i always ask people um that come to my tournament is like, where, how'd you find this tournament? Cause I'm, hey, you come from? <laughs> I'm posting in all these discords. I'm posting on these old abandoned Facebook melee pages. And I'm like, where are people checking for melee? Cause it's, it's not a very um, unified scene right now. I guess Twitter is the, the, the one that most people are on, but um, yeah, I found the podcast on Spotify. Um, I had, I had listened to, um, oh, what is it? Mango in the six four. One of those episodes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on Spotify. Um, a it while back. any while they were all of the U.S. Sorry, Leffen in particular. Come on, yeah, point five. I mean, Come on. I think that thing's dead, but that <laughs> podcast uh, put it in their algorithm and a pretty good algorithm. It recommended me, you know, Radio Melee when they started putting that on Spotify, and your podcast were the top two recommended. I think. And now I, I see all the, the other great Smash podcasts recommended on Spotify. So, um, yeah, shout-outs to those uploads now with video I've, I've, I've seen. Yeah, so I did that because I accidentally discovered that it's a thing on the Yank podcast platform. I said, oh, I could have been doing this for a while, but <laughs> eventually it will be the move because at some point I want to have ads on the YouTube uploads, not because I'm like a selfish money grabbing person, but just because I want to get to a thousand subs and be able to like do ads because I want to yeah. tell an editor out there, grow my YouTube channel here. You can have access to all the, all the, all the ad revenue you can have all of it. I don't care. Just, 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 just make it grow. And you can, right. so as far as you take it is as much money that you would earn off of that that's that's my brilliant idea right now sort of the Good ludwig idea. sort of the ludwig style although i think ludwig did do quite a bit on his own before eventually getting slime and everybody else into the fold mm. now they're like 15 plus people on mogul moves that's pretty crazy that's pretty crazy mm. but like that's that's what i want to do i want to like tell an editor someday make my baby a Samson baby, a strong baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's great. Cool. Um, and yeah, I, it's it's so it's such a weird game with all those algorithms. But um, now now that I found you, you're popping up on my YouTube and all that sort of thing. So uh, 
I, I hope I hope everything's growing and the numbers continue the rise. Yeah, and I'm just most curious, and this is uh, this is still indulging me, so please uh, <laughs> forgive me if that's uh, starting to rub on you a little bit. But like, why the why the Patreon? Because I don't usually ask people why. I just thank them for doing it, and I assume eventually I'll find out because I don't need to know. I just need to say thank you because any 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 uh, buddy who who subs to the Patreon like obviously had to fall down an extremely long rabbit hole. Like I talk mm-hmm. about the fact that I have a Patreon, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you actually have sure. to be listening to the podcast in the first, which is obviously right. very visible. <laughs> but, but was it because of the TO stuff? Or I mean, yeah, I, I appreciated the product in general, and I, I, I do a lot. I do a fair bit of driving, and I've listened to audiobooks and podcasts on my phone doing just all sorts of work for a while. So when, when I get into something like that, I kind of binge it. So I listened to a lot and I felt, you know, I enjoyed it. It was smash. It was, you know, small. I wanted to kind of give back and raise it up. And then, you know, the perks help asking questions to people is cool. Um, that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I canceled some monthly subscription for like, some school related thing i was like you know now i have 10 bucks a month i i did you on patreon and then i did five dollars to slippy i you know felt like i was doing something so yes of course (laughs) when you support fizzy you support melee and that's so cool i'll i will always tell people sub to fizzy on patreon oh that's so cool that you did that yes that's awesome very humbling that you would choose me but i am glad because there's somebody out there who realizes wait there's an idiot who's uploading more than one of these a week (laughs) and i have so much driving or or i just don't want to listen to this certain thing for me i started listening to a lot of podcasts a while back because eventually i was going i'm sick and tired of listening to the same music that i enjoy listening to I'm not great at branching out into stuff, but then I tripped onto a podcast not related to Melee, but I listened to it for a while and I'm going, I think I like hearing people talk about a certain subject. They can go into tangent and rabbit holes that they want to. That's the whole point of a podcast. But then eventually it led to Melee podcasts and I was like, oh, this is cool, which is why I started doing it. Because I, I, I felt empowered to shout outs to Wannabe's podcasts and also Alston Melee podcasts. They, they, each of those, each of those, uh, each of those people groups uh, made me feel like, yeah. oh, okay, you can give this a whirl. You can just, just, all you got to do is just try it, just do it. But then, okay, let me, almost lost it. Nope. Lost <laughs> it. I got to bring it back. But basically, basically, there are people out there who are like you who, have very special specific needs. I don't want to listen to my audiobooks today, nor do I want to listen to music today. I want to listen to a podcast about melee. So there. We're here. We made it. Yay. Yeah. No, I feel I feel very similarly. You know, I, I like my music a lot, but you you really can't make a playlist big enough that, you know, you'll shuffle it for more than a month and not get sick of it. So, <laughs> and then uh, shout outs to PPU to Kevin, who somehow seemingly is able to listen to a couple of new albums a week. And mm-hmm. just, I, I don't know. I, I can't do 
but yeah. I can listen to Melee podcasts. So I listen to all of them. I listen to Radio Melee. I listen to 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 Waiting for Game. Uh, and uh, now that Alston Melee's back, I listen to Alston Melee. It's super exciting. And I want the six four to come back. Sadly, yeah. not going to be a thing. You're probably right in saying that because they could have <laughs> they could have done it while Leffen was in the U.S., but they didn't. It was very sad. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just so fun to have a two hour or so recording of Leffen saying something and Mango just laughing and saying no or yes, specifically to make Leffen mad. And it's just so fun. It's true. It, it's, it's, it's rare, um, those times in Melee that, you know, you get to see these top players' personalities a lot individually on their streams, but it's like sort of events like that that one interview at the Red Bull event, like the gods and gatekeepers where all the gods except Hbox were in that room and you could oh, kind of yeah. get to see those personalities interact. It's, it's like, it's very different. Like that was a big thing with the summit couch. Uh, recently, I think, you know, they're keeping more commentators on there. I don't think you get a couch of, of five top players anymore, but it, cause you know, maybe the commentary stays a little more, um, a little more consistent that way but on topic if, if you yeah. will <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's great to just see those those personalities interact with each other because it's not very often you get that side of melee unless you're like physically there i guess yeah and that's that's all fine and well for the people who are physically there but what about the stream monsters what about people like me i want to hear i want to hear, i want to see like these interactions happen i don't know it's not because i want to be in a parasocial relationship with these people i just think that mango's a funny person put him yeah, together yeah. with other top players and they're getting into specific stuff and you can tell he's like this is uh, whatever dude like <laughs> and i know he likes talking about melee i know he does um but i think the way that he likes to talk about melee is so different than what would be considered the norm i guess it's like microsoft paint and saying <laughs> i feel like this will yeah. work this this should work oh it doesn't okay or it does oh that's cool i think that's mango's way most people are trying to say frame data and positive on shield negative on shield yeah. it's like okay cool but so yeah this isn't necessarily uh, my speed yeah I, I love his microsoft paint drawings and then there's that like those clips where he like physically gets up and acts out things on stream like laser camping or something it's he he has a very unique way of putting his thoughts on melee out into the world but he, he clearly has uh ex extreme wealth of knowledge so however he does it it's fun to see when you get to captaining a pool at pound is it because you mm -hmm. were going to go anyway and you decided i should volunteer i can get in front of more faces easily that way because they all have to come to me because i'm holding the phone with the login power to advance these players in bracket was that the main inspiration behind doing the captaining of the pool at pound or was it because everybody was contacted by the head to in the mdva and east coast area saying all right, you got any um, people who we can check into doing this? Because TOs support TOs, am I right? Like, I don't even know how it happens for, for these majors because nobody's getting paid to captain a pool, or I'd be very surprised. So you, that was time that you gave. I'm just curious about how that came to be. Yeah, no, I was definitely going to go already anyway um, to have, um, you know, a super major top eight in terms of just 
maybe not in terms of attendance, but definitely in terms of the top eight. It was like, you know, maybe yeah. seven out of ten of the top ten at the time were there. Um to have that in your backyard like thirty five minutes away, I was definitely gonna go anyway. Um I had seen posts in like discords looking for volunteers and you know i i was definitely considering it it's a good way to you know meet other tos and that sort of thing talk to be in that sort of space and see how it works but i think the thing that pushed me over the edge was um hat who was the head melee to uh for pound um came to my local in baltimore because he's pretty close by and he he's like you should do it you should volunteer and i was like oh yeah i guess <laughs> i guess if you still need volunteers um i'd be happy to i i think generally the people who are doing it are just you know they're not all tos they're just people passionate in the region um the vgbc seemed to have a, a pretty good event running discord with like a lot of people from glitch and ultimate side of things and then they just kind of found some melee people to from the area that were passionate and you know have some time um and they did they they paid they paid like Oh, I forget now. I'm going to feel bad. But it was pretty good. <laughs> it was like $10 or $15 for a block or an hour. I it was, it was. I got 30 bucks, I think. Yeah, and I TO'd two pools. So it, it, I was surprised that that was a thing. Um, That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. See, Hungrybox, it doesn't matter if you make $800 or $1,800. All that matters is that people like Neil, who keep your <laughs> tournaments in operation, get paid 30 bucks. Yeah, no. There you go. I don't think I did, you know, any work that deserved the money, to be honest. But I guess that's just kind of the mindset we get in with the melee scene and not having any money in it. But Imposter syndrome, you know. yeah. No, I, I, I definitely get big imposter So I, I know, I know. No, I'm interested in hearing, uh, this is something that I've mm. been thinking about and like, you know, those sort of conversations or interactions that you have where you can't get it out of your brain afterwards and you go, I messed up. Like, I don't know if I messed up kind of a thing. Yeah. Obviously I felt bad about not recognizing your name right away, but I actually <laughs> am wondering, did I stop you by accident from being able to like either take a picture with mango or like ask for his autograph or something? I didn't know what the speed was there, but I was like, he's right in front of me. I got to do this. Like, I'm never no, going to no. ask Mango for a picture again because I'm going to be cool after this. But right now, I'm a fanboy. <laughs> this is someone I've watched for years. But did I stop you from having that interaction? No, definitely not. No, you're all good. Um, and I don't worry about not remembering my name. Is My Discord tag is a very common name so uh and you you did remember it eventually so (laughs) (laughs) there's no no need to feel worried about that interaction and i i pounds was i guess since i've been to um two smash cons it it wasn't my first time seeing those top players like it's always crazy to see them in person it's like you know kind of breaks the third wall of all these videos i've been watching but um it wasn't I think I may have got a photo at the first Smash Con I went to or something like that. I I wasn't going to ask for a photo. And I think um, my girlfriend was at the venue that day, and she, I think she snuck a photo of me and Mango, so you don't have to, <laughs> you, you don't have to worry at all. 
That's very cool, though. What did she think of the tournament experience? Was that her first, uh, like, big Smash tournament? Or, or like, I'm saying big. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping she's been to your own locals. <laughs> I hope. Uh, she hasn't. She, I, I'm living in Baltimore, and she lives in D.C. right now. Um, totally fair. No, people people who are going to be all like, oh, no, oh, no, Neil's not. No, that's not <laughs> what's happening. DC traffic sucks. It's so yes. bad. It is so bad. It's like you don't. It's a little slice of L.A. <laughs> See, for all of you West Truly. Coasters, now you know. Now you know. That's what DC is like. Crazy. Um, it is. Uh, but it was, it was actually like the first Smash thing she'd been to ever. And we, we've been together eight years and well she she'd been to like smash things at houses where i'm, I'm playing smash with my friends and yeah 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 other people around but I, I she'd never been to a tournament or especially not um a major and she enjoyed it i mean i think what was that that was saturday i think that's probably the best day to take someone to because you know people are still playing pools and then you get i think the best spectator experience is like the top 64 type matches where it's a lot of close matches and you get to cheer for that, but it's not like you have to sit there for three hours straight. Like you can walk out of the venue and miss like the swooper versus S fat, which was a very exciting set. I did watch that one, but if you, if you did want to walk out of the venue, you could um, at any point and then still come back and watch the players you wanted to watch later. Um, so yeah, no, she, she enjoyed it. And then we got food out with, um, some of the William Mary guys after, and that was fun to to talk with all those guys. Um, but yeah, I, it was fun to take her to an event and see see the scene through like a lens of you know very little knowledge. Um, I taught her a little melee. She she was getting getting her link. She decided to main link, which. That's awesome. But <laughs> did she get she to was, see Aklo's Link versus Zane? Because we did get one Link Low game versus Zane, and everybody was freaking out anytime yeah. Aklo got a hit. Yeah. But sadly, it did not work out because <laughs> Zane is Zane. <laughs> yeah, Zane was very dominant that tournament. Um, I don't think we were in the main hall for that for that set, but maybe. Maybe I'll show her. She can take notes. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot of notes to take there. On Final Destination, <laughs> Aklo's trying desperately to like secure edge guards and get yeah. Zane off the stage, and it was tough, tough. But I felt like so we were all hoping that it was going to happen first Final Destination game. But no, wait. Oh no, I know what happened. Sorry, let me rewind back a bit. So Aglo and Zane play game one, and it's not close. Zane just mm. just smacks him around and wins the game. And Aglo is sitting there, and we can all tell he's thinking, "Do I go to FD and do I go Link?" Because I think he understood my Fox is just not there right now, or it's not here today, or 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 something. Like I think we yeah. all started to understand that because he's just sitting there. He's thinking. He's like. And we could just tell, and we're like, there's murmurs, Link, Link, but then, you know, that's like a game two is again like Fox versus Marth, and it's not close again. Now it's about to be game three, and once again we could tell Aklo's like thinking, considering Link, and like everybody's going like yeah. Link, Link, <laughs> and so counterfeits FD and goes Link, and everybody's freaking out. So yeah, yeah. 
it's and that's a, mo- a fun moment to be in the crowd for right like, exactly it was like more for the fact that we were rooting for chanting. link to come yeah. up yeah it was less about the game three which was a wash <laughs> and more about sure. the we got we got to see the link yeah <laughs> it's it's a unique counterpick um it's definitely you know it's definitely i know um lod has like at least in one set, not picked FD so he could just play the Fox on another stage, you know. Um, I, I think he's probably pretty confident in the matchup now, but to just have a character like that where people <laughs> literally might not have played it at any sort of high-level um, sense in maybe, like, eight years, <laughs> and, like, the character now has all the, you know, crouch cancel SDI stuff that they have to account for. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, like, uh- probably a new matchup to them completely. I I would say it would not be a bad idea to follow Safe State on Twitter because you'll get to see a lot of cool link stuff. But that's just me. That's a, that's that's one recommendation I can make yeah, for, for 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 the Twitter. Okay, so we're almost out of pound, but I wanted to ask you something. Okay, yes. So Laud finished. I want to say fifth. I think lost to Amsa during Amsa's loser run. Everybody was yes. rooting for Amsa. It felt like, but. Lod, of course. Not me. <laughs> well, yes. Though I know, because that's what I was about to say. This is Lod's region, so there was a lot of people rooting for Lod as well, and that was cool to see the back and forth in the crowd a little bit there. I would say the most back and forth happened between Amsa and Leffen. I, I literally have mm. a video of it going, Leffen, and more people are going, Amsa, and it was just like really cool back and forth on that last stock on Game 3, which it was just wild that Leffen got 3-0'd by Amsa. Anyway, yeah, for crazy. the... For for Lod's run, Lod is repeating a great performance. You see, I think a lot of people might see someone like Lod finish top eight at Genesis and go, "All right, cool." You know that right. that's great. I mean, do it again. But Lod right. did it again, so that's really yeah. really cool. So I'm interested to hear your perspective because this is someone that not that you like know super personally well because there wasn't any overlap. It sounds like, but you you did you did have literally the same role that he would have had at one point and right. know people and I'm sure you've met him in person so I'm just interested to hear like your perspective of like what what it, what does it feel like for someone like you because it's sort of like if it would be as if let's say I take over 717 melee stuff and then Jay Bobison let's say Jesse like top 8s at all these big events like I would feel so weird watching that I would go like what is happening and I'd be so happy for him of course Jay Bobison Jesse if you want to top 8 at all these big events you just go right on ahead and do that but (laughs) like that I I would not even know how to process that no it's been like such an exciting time to be a loud fan for sure um and yeah, although we didn't overlap, I, I've we've definitely been to a lot of events and met, and he's a very nice guy, um, as everyone in the in the region or who's ever met him knows. Um, but yeah, it's just so cool to to be a fan in general. Like um, when when I got into melee with the doc, like out out of the doc, you know, I, I was a big fan of PC Chris, but you know he's not playing anymore. And then, you know, I, I would root for Falco because I main Falco, but it's like, I, n- I was never like a diehard Mango Nation or like all in on West Balls or anything like that. So I, I, I would just kind of root for, you know, in any given top eight, 
the the matchups that I thought would be more interesting going forward, you know. But it's it's fun to just root for someone, you know, from pools all the way through and just like every match, uh, especially a player like Lod where, you know, nowadays he can win every match and you can just kind of cheer your heart out. Um, it's been very fun, especially in the online era where he's able to participate a fair bit more even during med school um, to see him on the rise. And yeah, no, it was great at Pound. Um, he was definitely a fan favorite early on in the top eight. And then I think as things went on, I think the most people cheered for him against Aklo. And by the time he got the AMSA, the crowd was firmly in, in AMSA's favor. But I, I, don't, I don't think anyone <laughs> ever is uh, the, the, the fan favorite over AMSA. I think he's just in control of the crowd <laughs> at all times. <laughs> it is tough because I think AMSA might not have and might not actually be as long of a melee veteran in going to events in the way that Lot is because Lot has been playing for like a long time. That's yeah. interesting for me to think because I asked Amsa about when he first started playing and I can't remember off the top of my head of when he said, but I okay, it was probably about the same time because it went a while before he actually ended up going to the United States to compete. Right. Texas stuff like that so that's what i'm tripping myself over yeah that's it's, probably right right but lod said in his recent melee radio melee interview he's late for 17 years so that's just crazy yeah. to consider like you can go all the while players like ginger as well ginger's been playing for a really long time too you don't get there right away always but then you just keep chipping away you go to Dago med school and now you're here, now you're here. <laughs> and actually would you would you be in the same field in terms of like medical -y stuff johns hopkins makes me think mm. medical but what what what's 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 your what's your school stuff focused no, on no you're not you're not wrong it is a very um med school focused uh, uh university but i i'm a a grad student hoping to get um a phd in chemistry so i i'm TAing all those um, med students that are unhappy to be in organic chemistry and trying to help them out. <laughs> PhD, Doctor Neil, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, it's a long way off. It, it it takes at least four or five years, but well, we'll see how it goes. After four or five years of school, I'm just saying this is kind of <laughs> ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. You're going for it, so let's go. Let's go, Neil. Yeah, <laughs> you're 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 reminding me of the mango bit where he's like talking on Hungrybox's stream, talking smack, and then he deliberately turns it off as soon as Hungrybox enters the frame again. It was so funny. <laughs> such a funny clip. But it's making me think clip. about how much I hate college and, and school mm -hmm. in general because I'm like, it's a big old racketeering, like, money operation thing. It sucks. Yeah. Nobody, nobody actually has a good time doing this. Oh, Neil, you're going for PhD? Let's go, Neil. <laughs> Let's go, school. You're not wrong. There's a lot, there's a lot to fix with the whole system. Um, but you know, I mean the the knowledge is there, and you can you can still be passionate about those sort of subject areas, even if you could probably do it all yourself with just some textbooks and. <laughs> Not only um, is the knowledge some there, YouTube videos, but the friends are there. The melee is there. The melee True. that you play on the way that's that's also very important as well. 
I will start to get us wrapped up here. I'm very appreciative of your time, Neil, especially because now that I know that you're going for PhD stuff, yes, it's a long road still, but that's just like crazy to think about. So good for you. I want to make sure that we tell the people where they can go to participate for the Baltimore Melee Weekly, where to find you on the Twitter, that sort of stuff. So any closing thoughts that you have, as well as the plugs, and go. Yeah, no. Um Thank you for your time. This has been great. Um, definitely shout outs to William and Mary Smash, MDVA Smash. Um, everyone in the scene has been very welcoming and very supportive, especially of this new tournament I'm starting. If um, Well, I guess it's not starting anymore. It's been 10 weekly. So um, if you are in or around the Baltimore area, um, you can look you can type in your your browser start gg um now start dg slash um bmw mm-hmm. which stands for baltimore melee weekly um i believe it is at baltimore melee on twitter and twitch.tv slash baltimore melee you can check check out the weekly there um also running monthlies now so check those out I, there's links to the discord on my Twitter page. That's just um, a Discord I use to advertise and um, talk to the people in the region, you know, coordinate bringing setups, that sort of thing. But all the events and stuff I run will be posted in that Discord as well. And I really would love to go to a monthly here in the summertime, especially, I would say. But uh, I don't know if it's going to not as of now, but. You can catch me going to one of those. I'll be I'll be talking about it. I'll do the stuff I was talking to you about earlier. I am here. I'll literally post a like a picture of the venue with like my hand in it or something. See? Here. Yeah. We made well, it. That, that's what I need. And I, I'll I greatly appreciate do it. one a little bit later of somebody playing melee and I'll be like, people are playing melee. I'll try to make it a bit. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> For the Just 20 tweet. listeners, the 20 Live to 60 to 80 second. listeners of this bit of the episode, you'll know <laughs> what we're talking about when I do these bits on Twitter, possibly months from now. This is really exciting. I'm really excited to hopefully be able to support you uh, and see you again in person. It was really cool to see you at Pound. Neil, thank you so much for, mm-hmm. for your support and also for coming on to Bottom of the Smash Mountain to do the, the podcasting bit. I really appreciate all of your time and yeah so uh any last things or are you good to go no i'm good i guess uh shout out to tios keep it up yes shout out to tios thank you tios yes thank you to tios and neil thank you so much for coming on all right have a good one